Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning and happy, happy Tuesday to you all that are listening in and those who will listen in later. Thank you so much for tuning in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. Um, I'm so excited about today's topic. I'll let him introduce it, but you are going to make sure that you have pen and pencil ready because this will be the laying of the foundation for our new topic, which will probably last two, three, maybe four weeks. We're not sure yet. It all depends on, um, you know, the direction we're led to um, cover this information, but I'm excited about it. I really am, and each time it just gets greater and greater. So Michael just, how he does his every topic, I'm not sure, but he just has a knack for it. Everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Michael Farmer. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Hello, Loretta. How is it going today? Awesome and improving, man. Awesome. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, yes. February 12th. Man, we've already got one month down, and I wonder how many people still hanging on to those resolutions and and if I'll put out there at the beginning of the year, don't make a resolution, make a renovation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Make a renovation plan. Exactly so. So make a renovation plan, not a resolution. Um, but today is going to be, wow, I'm excited about this topic because it is actually one of what I call my natural Topics. I am naturally a numbers guy. That is the that is the gift that God placed in me. So, uh, with that said, we're the uh, the topic going forward, probably for the next, as you say, about two, possibly four weeks, just depending on how much information, how fast we get out there. Uh, we're gonna be talking about managing your household economy. Ooh. Make sure you write that down. Managing your household. Economy, and of course, we're going to have your scriptural foundations go to go with it. Because I, I'm a firm believer in uh, what the Bible says, and I do believe that it's God's uh, inspired and infallible word. It cannot fail. So that's the always the foundation for what I talk about. With that said, we want you to know that there's a scripture that says, "The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof." Of course, there's that's, you know, 17th century Elizabethan English. Well, in modern language, that's, that actually says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. <laughs> so so if it's in the earth, it belongs to the Lord. So we want to make sure we want to get that ownership thing right first because it's, it's going to be very important going forth into this lesson that God is the owner of everything Um that you see here in the earth. And with that fact in mind, anything that we have in our possessions makes us stewards or managers of what God owns. So just just remember that equation. God is the owner and we are stewards. And God places requirements on stewards that they be found faithful. And we always say that when it comes to the end of the road, we want to hear the Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So this, so this is one aspect of you being faithful with what God has entrusted to your stewardship. Now, let's, let's talk about stewardship. The word steward or stewardship 
actually comes from the Greek word oikonomos. That's O-I-K-O-N-M-O-S. That's where we get the Greek, I mean, the English word economy. So that's why I, I entitled this, entitled this Managing Your Household Economy. Because if you have you if you have any assets in your possession, that makes you a steward. Because we've already established who the owner is. But for the sake of this lesson and and going forth into it, we're going to talk about some things that that you need to do uh, before you even start begin to manage. You have to basically know where you are. There's three things we're probably going to talk about on today, and then we'll get into the meat of it probably in the weeks to come. Uh, you need to know where you are, where do you want to be, and how do you get there. Okay, is this financially or spiritually? What, what, what are, That's what financially. Are we, um, okay, financially. That's okay, financially. Right. That's financially. And, of course, there are, you know, for for every natural principle or every natural aspect, there's a spiritual basis for it. So it's you know I, I always say everything is spiritual anyway. It's just a natural exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So this is but but the, the context of what we'll be talking about is managing your household economy, and it it never fails when I I do the financial. Um, I'm not going to use the word counseling here because it determines what I do for the, what you do for a profession. I don't do it for a profession. Um, I just. Put it, I do financial coaching. Let's put it put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I help to guide you uh, on your financial path, and I do it simply and basically from your household finances. Now, once it gets into the, all the part that talks about investing and all that, then I, I I let the people who specialize in that deal with that. I simply teach using the scripture as basis, and also using the anointing that He's placed in my life as a, as a minister of the gospel. To teach it, you know, in, with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So, what I'm saying, hopefully, will put you on the right track to financial freedom. And there's okay. nothing like being financially free. It just makes your food taste better and <laughs> your water much wetter. <laughs> <laughs> the air cleaner, right? The air cleaner. <laughs> So, yeah. so, 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 what I want you to know is that 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 you are in control of your financial destiny. That that's one reality that you have to face starting today. You are in control of your financial destiny. And if you are not in control, then we want you to start taking control today, because the state that you're in financially, and of course, it. And I'm talking from the. I guess from the context of the United States of America, caused by you know what we call third world third world perspective. I mean, we are everybody in the United States is millionaires. So I'm talking from the standpoint of somebody in the United States dealing with somebody that lives in the United States, where we have different tiers and classes of income and and uh, financial perspectives. Now there is a scripture. In Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. I want you to find that formula, rather. Proverbs okay, 24, Proverbs. 3 and 4. Proverbs 24, 3 through 4. 
23. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do the new way. I'm going to go online. <laughs> Proverbs <laughs> Proverb 23. <laughs> Proverbs 24. Well, let me get it while I got my Bible open here. 24 and 23. 24. 24, okay. 24, verse 3. And I'm going to look at the new international version because I okay. love that version. Okay, we read that version for us, and then I'm going to read it from the Living Bible. Go ahead. Read. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, so oh, it's. You, you ain't got to the you read. You ain't got your read position ready yet. Yeah. I don't know. Um, thing 21, thing 22. Okay, because it's doing something. Okay, verse 2. Is that do not end with the wicked? 24-3. 24-3. By wisdom, a house is built. Yeah. And through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Wow, that's it. So, so, so look at that. There, there are three major components that that you have to understand uh, that God has placed in the Scripture. It says, through wisdom, a house is built, or a house is built. It. So, you you have to apply wisdom to help build your financial house. And of course, we know true wisdom comes from God. Then yeah. it says, by understanding, it is established or confirmed. So, He wants you to under have an understanding of that financial house that we are about to build. And then look at verse 4 and it says, By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I mean, every room in the house that you build it should be filled with all these pleasant and pleasant riches. And that's by what? Knowledge. Now, by knowledge. I'm gonna, now, I'm going to read it from the living Bible. This one we had to memorize years ago, but it changed my life. Took a class, and the uh, guy that taught the class made us memorize this scripture, and, man, it it changed my financial destiny. And Mm -hmm. it says, any enterprise is built by wise planning. Now, now, this is the original living Bible. It's hard to find that Bible these days. It was more of a paraphrase than a a transliteration, but it was a a really good version. That any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Man, that I, I can every time I Ooh, read Michael, it. Oh, I read that one again. So I want to read it again, and, and this is from the Living Bible, the original Living Bible, not the not the New Living Translation, but the Living Bible. If you if you have one. Uh, I would I would gladly buy it from you. Someone stole mine. So. <laughs> How are you gonna steal somebody's Bible? Oh Lord! Yeah, they did. It was it was actually a Rainbow Study Bible that that had the Living Bible the, the Living Bible in it. And man, is is it was some good reading. So I'm, I'm going to read it again. It says, "Any enterprise is built by wise planning." That's number one. Mm-hmm. Any enterprise. So mm-hmm. your so your household. Income is an enterprise. Your house is an enterprise. So it's built by what? Wise planning. You got to do some wise planning. Secondly, it becomes strong through common sense. Mm. And thirdly, profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Wow. 
You know what I'm loving already about this? It doesn't say those with a million, quadrillion dollars, this applies to you. And it did not say those with a few dollars an hour, this does not apply to you. So this applies to everybody regardless of the amount that you currently have. Everybody. Or what you used to have. If you use this, then the promise is that your house will be filled with rare and beautiful treasures. That's true. That's true, and and I'm a firm believer in the Word of God. But when we when we read that from the Living Bible, it just it kind of exploded in me because that's because those are the three things that I I, I like to do. You know, you know, wise planning, definitely using a whole lot of common sense, and and profiting by keeping abreast of the facts. Now. You can take that same verse and we can break that down into the three major components of what I call your household economy. The first being budget. What is budget? Budget is simply planning. That's all budget is. It's not a diet. It's not something that's intended to be restrictive, but uh, it's, it's planning on how you're going to spend your money or what, how much money you need to live on. That's what budget is. The second one is finance. Finances mean that I need to come up with the income, the money, to pay for my budget, Mm. to pay for my plan. And the third aspect of it is accounting, and that's, that's the third one. That's keeping abreast of the facts. And that's tracking how much you're bringing in, tracking how much you're spending, and tracking how much you have left over. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I intentionally put that last one in there, tracking how much you have left over. Because for me, not there is a rule of thumb in the financial world that says that you should set a goal to live off of seventy percent of what you bring in. Yeah. Seventy percent. So you should set a goal to live out for seventy percent of what we call your net spendable income, and that's the the money that's left after taxes, tithes, and giving. That's your net spendable income. So mm. inferred in there. So inferred in there is that you should not be spending God's tithe. <laughs> <laughs> and and, okay, and I'm writing should. it down, Michael. I want to make sure that I'm very clear on it because I'm going to go through this process with everybody. I'm going to start, um, I guess we're building up the foundation so we don't necessarily yes. have to start implementing yes. things today. I don't want people to stress out and say, oh, no, just get the information first and then Michael's going to guide you. So there are three parts, and that's the budget. Budget, finance, and then accounting. Those are not interchangeable terms. There are three distinct functions. Okay, tell us the budget with. is... Budget is, is, is planning. It's planning a plan or planning how much you need to live on. Planning okay. your income and your expenses. That's the second part is finance is how do I pay for this budget? That's what finance is. You know, am I going to work one job, two jobs, three jobs? Am I going to become self-employed? Am I going to invest? Am I going to, I mean, just all the different avenues or the ideas that God gives you to bring income into your possession, that's that's financing what needs to be spent. 
quite quite frankly, most people only live in that realm. It's the income part. Yeah. <laughs> they live they live in the finance part. And then thirdly, your accounting. There's there's given an accounting of how much you have brought in, how much you have spent, and how much you have left over. That's where that's where God intends you to be. Because there's a scripture in I think it's Proverbs uh three that says to honor the Lord with with the first fruit of all your increase and also your substance. Substance is what you have left over after you've given your tithes. Mhm. And paid your offerings and of course met all your financial op- obligations for the month. So God wants us to have substance. Based on that, because you you never know, you know what evil is going to befall the earth, and that's and then we're going to talk. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Can, so that's why I want you to know, and just, so that's point number one is that you are in control of your financial destiny, and under that you have to get a control of your budget, your finance, and your accounting, and that is based on Proverbs twenty four, three and four. Okay, that's a great foundation. I got it. It made more sense to me than it's ever made when you broke it down into those three parts. Because I think what I was doing and what I think other people, many people have done, they tried, like you said, is not interchangeable. Those words are not interchangeable. There are three separate intricate pieces to that economy, to any economy, not just our personal ones. But, you know, the government has to answer these same parts and everybody else does too. So I'm loving it. And another point, right. and another, and the, and the key, another key point that you want to make out, I want you to remember out of this is that that you are an economist, because an economist is only a steward, and you're an economist of your over your own household economy, mm-hmm. and that just, and it's the exact same word for the word steward, and I'm intentionally using the word economist because it's one of the buzzwords that's kind of out there now when we start talking about the uh, the economy of the United States, where we instead of focusing on that huge, intricate picture, we want you to focus on your household economy. And if you get your house, if you get your own financial house in order, then we don't have to worry about too much about what the government is doing. Hmm. Okay, okay. So, and I want and to I ask you, you chose the word, you strategically chose the word um, household economy um, yeah. over any other words. And I want you to, is it too early to explain that? No, well, every and well, the basis for that is what I said when when I first you know, you know began the topic, is that everything in the earth belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Everything He owns everything. It is His. The earth is the Lord's, and the footness thereof. The English, the modern English version says, "The earth is the Lord, and everything in it." So. So if you're in the earth and you see some things, you know they belong to God. (laughs) If you possess any of those things, that makes you a steward over it. And the job requirement for a steward is that you be found faithful. And we're going to talk about that later. So I don't like I'm just giving you nuggets or tidbits right now to go ahead and then we're going to expound upon them later. Okay. So just make sure you get those first three. 
want to sound pat. So now we're going to talk about where are you? Where are you financially? This is the part that was painful for me years ago <laughs> because I didn't have to put it on paper to know who I was. <laughs> financially, I could have I could have summarized it very easily. Broke nothing. <laughs> Broke but 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 there was something that I actually had to do. That the, and God had me to do it, and I call it the mirror. You have to find out where you are because you can't chart a course if you don't know your starting point. And I'm quite sure we all we all know the the new thing, MapQuest and the maps and on the phone now Google Maps and all that. Well, the first thing, if you put in your destination and you want to chart out a course to get to your destination, it's going to ask you, okay, where are you starting from? Where are you now? Mm-hmm. Do do you want to use your current location? Is what it asks you on the phone. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I would like to use my current location, and my current location at the time was broke. So, so you need to find out where you are financially. You do that by determining your personal net worth. Now, millionaires are not the only ones that have to do a net worth, and of course, we hear the thing that comes out every year with Forbes that talks about people's net worth up in the you no. Know, you know, 50-something billion dollars, we're not going to even deal with that. We're not even talking about right now. We, we're talking about your own personal household net worth statement. And a net worth statement simply has on it what do you own called assets and what do you owe called liabilities. Mm. You subtract You subtract your liabilities from your assets, and that gives you your net worth, and you either gonna have positive or negative equity based on that. Okay. The, in, the intent is that you own more than you owe. The value of what you own is more than the value of what you owe. Let's put it that way. Okay. The value of what you own is what you owe, and 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 remember, God owns everything. So what we're doing now just makes us stewards over what. We currently own or, or things that I call things that are in your possession, and of course we know assets. You know is cash that you have on hand, for this on hand in banks and four hundred one ks and in uh, life insurance policies that have cash value, and of course we know those called whole life insurance policies. Another topic within itself. I mean, in a jury, coins. Uh, automobiles, collectibles, anything that has value, what I call marketable value, you can put down as what you own. And one thing I don't allow people to put on here is clothing. Okay. I don't care if you have. I don't care if you have four closets full of clothes. Doesn't matter. Because the only value that clothing, you are the one to put the value on that clothing. Because I can go out and buying an our money suit, you know, for two thousand dollars a day, and if I put it out and sold it at a at a carport sale, I'll probably have to sell it for ten dollars or fifty dollars. Cause to someone who's shopping at a carport sale, they don't know what our money is. Well, thanks to suit is, they just something to put on their backs. So we don't we don't allow you to put clothing on it um, on your personal net worth statement. Sorry. Even if you pay a thousand dollars for a suit. Oh, it doesn't matter. 
Because if you take it to a confinement shop, they're not going to give you $1,000 for it. That's right. They are not. If you brought somebody in and say, look, I got a clause for these things I need to get rid of. We we need money to meet our mortgage for the month. Look, you you might as well call it a fire sale. You're pretty much going to give it away. They're only going to spend for what it's worth to them, not what it's worth to you. <laughs> so I, I know that's a shock for everybody, and I know that may be somebody's total, totally different school of thought, but it's a reality. I like it because it makes a lot of sense. It makes so a lot no, of sense not to be, because anything that somebody else can determine the value over, because yeah. it's depreciated so much, then, you know, you can't count it because you don't know. It may yes, be worth you, as, as a matter of fact, I'm going I'm, to I'm prove to you what I'm talking about. I just saw a commercial the other day, and it's, and it's a commercial that's doing a comparison that said these the same jeans, same color, same stretch, and the prices were different. So, I mean, mm-hmm. what, so, so, so what does that tell you? It's based on some, some people prefer to shop at uh, thrift stores and get a great bargain on a nice designer item. Some people prefer to, to prefer to shop at upscale shopping centers to get that same designer item. Mm-hmm. So either you go to the thrift store and you pay $5 for it or you go to, say, Oak Hall and you pay 500 for it. Wow. And, and 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 I don't want to get hung up on that point, but I did. I just want to show you that no, you cannot put clothing on your personal network statement. Okay. So too bad. So sad. Do you have a copy of that personal net, or a, a blank copy of that? That if people oh, emailed you, oh yes, I do. Oh yes, them? I. Yes, I have, I have a copy of it. every form that we talk about. I have copies of. Okay, uh, so they can email you. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, they can email me and they can get them, and uh, they can also email me and schedule a personal session. Well, I, I, I look at your individual session and we chart a course based on that. So, so now let's go ahead and continue on where we're looking at. Where are you now? And then, of course, we're looking at your liabilities. That means anything that you owe. If you owe any money on anything, then that's how much you owe. For instance. I list all my assets, including those, you know, the house that I'm in now, and say it comes up to a hundred and say, just say two hundred thousand dollars for a round number, and then I put down everything that I owe, including student loans, bank loans, mortgage, personal loans, my current bills that I pay every month. I add all of that up, and it comes out to $205,000. Well, if I subtract $205,000 from $200,000, that puts me $5,000 in the hole. So that means I have negative equity. And in terms, and, and in layman's terms, I am broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. And you owe five thousand dollars somewhere. And I owe five thousand, so that so so that's what they're looking at. I mean, I mean, uh, now if you want to use a nice term, you are you are bankrupt. And <laughs> some as some people like to say, you are bankrupt. But back in the hood, 
in the, in the, in the days where we grew up, and we didn't know about bankroll. We knew you was broke. <laughs> what I say now is that I am temporarily without a um, cash flow right now. <laughs> broke. Broke. Like the movie, why? Broke is broke. You're right. No matter how you spray it down with pretty perfume, and, you know, it's still, you don't have no money. One broke no girl, money. one broke man, two broke girls, two broke men, it don't matter. <laughs> broke. And after this, um, we are hoping that you will become, you will get on the right track to not being broke. And That's right. this is the hard part. This is, a, I think, this first step, Michael, because you did it with me, this is the toughest. Part. This is the most difficult part because you have to like bury your soul. You do, and you can just do it to your, you know, bear to yourself, or you can go to Michael, and Michael is very gentle because if he can see mine uh, from some years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago, we sat down and, and looked at yes. it, and you know, he didn't pass out, so I think he can look at yours without <laughs> passing out too. <laughs> so make sure and and pass this on because I know a lot of you are doing a wonderful job of helping us spread the word about Jesus with Michael Farmer. This is something I want you to share not only with your friends and family, but with your kids, too, because if we can get this foundation laid and get this knowledge and understanding of wealth management, financial management, financially free, whatever we want to call it, then that will help all of us. That would be less money that you got to, you know, try to get to the bank and put in their account when they go to school or when they, you know, start out on their own. So make sure you you, um, share this information with, you know, the young people, too. They're not too young. They're not too um, young to spend money, so they're definitely not too young to know about saving money and managing money. That's true. That is so true. And there's so many avenues out there to you know to get that done these days. Um, I'm glad you said that because one one of the questions I ask when I when I sit down and I do an assessment on a client when they when they first come in, there's one of the things I ask them, especially in the financial areas, who do you where did you learn your finances from, mm. and and most of them can tell you right off the bat who they got it from and why, and you know, and why their financial position is in. So, I'm, I'm I really want to let parents know that 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 your children basically mimic your finances. Yeah, your spending habits, your saving habits, or lack thereof. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so that that's one point that you brought out. That I, I really wanted to. Uh, I definitely really want to solidify that 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 is certainly true. So now that you have determined where you are, once you've looked in the mirror, nobody likes looking to a mirror. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it, 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 especially you know when you when when you know what's what's there. It's almost like you know it's it's, it's prom night and you got this big zit in the middle of your forehead. You know, last thing you want to do is look in the mirror. <laughs> and know, have other people know, looking at you in the mirror. Exactly. Wow, I got, you know, where, where did this come from? Well, it's, 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 it's probably been there for a while. It just decided to arise on this day, and it didn't know it, it was your prom night. So. Yeah, it, it decided to surface. <laughs> so okay, so this so. is the mirror. So, so this, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know now, this is the mirror. If you don't like looking to the mirror, this is going to... I call this if you can get past this this first step right here, then and 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 not faint as the Bible says, <laughs> not you know, be be not weary and well doing, because in due season you are going to reap if you don't faint or faint. you don't give up and cave in and quit and lose heart. That's what that word faint means. So. 
So just hang in there. Don't 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 quit on us. Just it's it just showing you where you are. Just just see this. It's Google Maps or MapQuest. I'm, I'm I need, I need to give this thing a starting point, and then you need to determine where do you want to be. Okay. Based on your personal network statement, for you have all these things itemized, all your assets and all of your all of your liabilities, and you, you you see the actual result across the bottom, whether it's negative or whether it's positive, then you can say, okay, now what do I really want to be? And in doing so, you have to set some financial goals. Because right now, like I said, we, we're still in planning stage. This is all this is planning. I mean, any enterprise is built by wise planning. So this is all part of the planning, planning process because the end result of all this planning is going to be a budget. And process of all of what we're talking about is going to eventually end up in the budget. Creating the budget, okay. Yes, creating the budget. And you can't go straight to just creating the budget and working on the budget. No, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of the variables you need to see before you um create that or what I call finalize that budget. And because once you get the budget now we you we do we switch over into the into the finance part. Remember, so we're gonna take this in, in phases. Planning or budget Income or finance, and then accounting or keeping them in the breadth of the facts. Mm-hmm. So that so that that's how we're going to do this this segment. So you need to first okay. I need to set some financial goals, and and in setting financial goals, you need to I mean everybody has financial goals or financial dreams, and only and and, and the rev you you went through this exercise as well, and this this simply just getting a piece of paper or using actually a form that we use. I, I, I use all official forms. I'm, I'm a firm believer in forms. And if I have the goals, first of all, you you set the goal. For instance, I want to pay off my house. And you determine what the cost of that goal is. Well, that's $100,000. And then you set a time to reach that goal. Well, that could be 10 years. Now, the main part about this is what uh, what most traditional goals don't do. I make my students quantify each goal. And what, yes. what, do, what do I mean by quantify? That means, okay, I want to pay off my house, which is $100,000. I want to do it in 10 years. That is roughly ten thousand dollars a year. I'm not going to even consider it just just for the sake of numbers. Just say ten thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Well, if I don't have ten thousand dollars a year coming in, then you know something. <laughs> you know something mm-hmm. has to happen. I mean, I have to go out and make that ten thousand dollars a year, or I'm going to have to increase. The time to reach my goal, maybe from 10 years to 15 years or maybe 20, and then I have to go back and requantify. So, so that's what that's the part I like to do when you when you're setting your financial goals. Set your goals. Write down what that goal is. Determine the cost of that goal. Set the time to reach that goal, and then quantify that goal. Because I, I always talk to people, and they say, well, you know, I want to be a millionaire. And the first thing I ask them is, okay, quantify that for me. 
<laughs> tell me, tell me how you're going to make that million dollars. That's a good question because that's the first thing people will say, and, and you know, a lot of people spend a million trying to win a million in the lottery. But, exactly. You know, that's, no, well, that's well, on you. <laughs> that's <laughs> on you. But, well, 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 you got to think in there. You may as well put. I, I would be hit by lightning twice in the in the same place because you have a better <laughs> chance of being hit by lightning twice in the same place than you win the lottery. So, so no, we we're not gonna even go that route. We ain't going not even put gambling in the. <laughs> gambling or wagering or uh-uh. mutual betting, we're not going to put debt even in the No, we don't place. need to talk no. about that until that actually happens. When you actually have the money, then you can set a plan for it. But right now, exactly. let's be a little more realistic, dealing with what exactly. you have and what realistically you can hope to, because you can do it. I mean, if you have a plan, there are certainly plans that can help you get there in a legitimate and legal way. It just takes time and, and thought. And, you know, like the Bible said, knowledge and understanding. Yes. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and in that order. And then we talked about that, um, I think, a couple of weeks ago on the radio. In that order, wisdom comes from above. You get an understanding of that wisdom, and then you now get knowledge to maintain the effect of that of that wisdom. So once yeah. again, once you once you determine where you want to be. You start setting those financial goals, and I like people to look at the personal net worth statement and kind of set some goals. You know, I want to pay off this bill by a certain day, or I want to increase the value of this asset by a certain day, or I want to we want to make a trip to to Disneyland, and we want to do it within the next two years, and it's going to cost us ten thousand dollars to do it. Well, you got to figure out if your budget is already maxed out, of course, that $10,000 is going to come from. That's why you have to quantify that goal. And we have, we have a worksheet where we show you how to quantify each one of those goals. And and my intent in doing all of this is to bring you back to reality. Most people are in a state of denial when it comes to their finances, especially when they know they're already in that negative equity position. They're in a state of denial. Sometimes, and believe it or not, you may have to downsize your home. Mm-hmm. You may have to say, "Oh, you if 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 you already underwater in this house, you may have to you may have to see what you can do." Okay, let's just you know scrap this whole thing. Let's get rid of it. It's probably going to hit a um, um, put a blemish on my credit, but you know we you know God knows my heart. You know we 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 did this, and it wasn't intentional. And then we need to scale back, and it's probably us moving to this apartment or this renting this home somewhere else. It's going to save us four hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a lot of different things. That's why, and all I'm doing is giving examples. That's why I say everybody's financial picture is like their fingerprint. That's why when they come and sit in front of me in front of that desk, I deal strictly with financial principles. And then we take those principles and we apply those principles to your individual situation. Because I can give 10 people the exact same amount of money and tell them to come back in in a one week and I want you to give me an accounting of how you spent that money. And I'm going to have 10 distinct reports, believe it or not. <laughs> 
Yes, you are. Only the same because it's, it's so much goes into you doing this. No, I should people know this, but it's a lot of this is. Like I said, I, I believe in laying that foundation because once that foundation is laid, man, we we can build a house, a good, solid, sturdy house. And and we know that once you build your house on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, we know that whatever storms come, that house is going to stand. So that's why I believe in building this good, solid foundation for every topic that we deal with. Mm-hmm. So just bear with us. So you have determined where you are. You determine where you want to be. Now you're going to determine how do you get there. And you do that by, first of all, charting a course, a simple course. And we're going to prepare, and we do that by preparing what I call a preliminary budget. And it, and it simply is listing all of the income that, that comes into your possession every month, listing all of the expenses that are due every month, and then we look at how much is left over or how much you're in the hole. And, of course, if you are in the hole, that means that you are already overextended and we mean we have to trim your budget or you have to increase your income. And those are the only two options. Those are the only two options. Or are you going to go get a, you know, create additional income? Those are your only two options. <laughs> It's just that and if you got point. anybody, and if you got anybody coming to you, giving you any other options, you need to run because they're now violating just basic numerical principles. <laughs> you need to run <laughs> quick, and probably a few laws too, legal law, legal. Um, it's probably exactly. some illegal things going of on. Course. Of course, of course, of course, of course, and it's, and especially if they tell you there's a cost to them doing that for you. Mm. And 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 yeah, you notice I'm not. I hadn't even mentioned bank bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a whole different. To me, bankruptcy is an ultimate last resort. Even though I knew I was what I call broke or completely overextended at one time, I refused to file bankruptcy. Why? Because I made a commitment to pay those creditors. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I didn't. Okay, my word is out there, so I'm going to. I'm going to meet that obligation. And it's to take me extra years. I have to call them to make arrangements. And and these are things that you can do, and we're going to talk about that later on in the thing. So we want to kind of stay on track here. So, okay. so you you chart that course by first of start. You chart your course by first of all pre- preparing a preliminary budget. You list all of your income, all the money that comes into your possession every month. You list all of your expenses. That's all the money that's due that you have to pay out every month. And then we see how much is left. And we just mm-hmm. pray that it's, it's not a negative number. Yeah, but if it is, because, because he already told you, you can either downsize in some areas or you can right. uh, create additional income, you know, like getting a job, yes. an additional job or something, or um, even multi-level marketing. And I'm sure, you know, that's a whole other topic on how you do that because you want to make sure you know, that it's legitimate. And like you, you can you can trim that budget, or you can in, increase your income. And preferably, if, if you're not overextended, because I always tell people if you're overextended, I mean that you have more expenses than you have income. And I call that that your head is underwater. And anytime your head is underwater, you can't breathe. 
So we so I so I I like to go in and try to get you to immediately get your head above waters where you can breathe, where you can think, where you can plan, where you can have some rational thoughts because if you if you if your head is on the water, I don't know about where anybody has ever experienced being on the water and couldn't breathe. They know that's one of the most panicking moments that you can ever want to experience. I've experienced it. And all you're doing is just struggling to stay alive or to, or to get to life, and yeah, you'll do anything. You'll sell your soul to get that next breath. And, and that's what a lot of us are, and and a lot of us are doing that. So, so we we try to charter to help you chart a course where you can get your head above water, where you can breathe. It's just a simple financial premise. You got to be able to breathe. And then once you can breathe, and you can now see more clearly, and now you can able to chart your course. Right, then you can and make better we, decisions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Better decisions, and you feel a whole lot better. And, I, and and I'm a firm believer in celebrating small victories when it when it comes to you, to this process. I mean, say you pay off a bill or, you, or you've, you've gotten your head above water, you know, it's time to celebrate. You know, these are small victories that you celebrate along the way, and then we're going to get back to the grind of getting you to the position of financial freedom. But that's where God what that's where God intends for you to be. God never intended for us to be broken, overextended. God said we should be the lenders and not the borrowers. If we do everything that He's commanded us to do, He said we should be the lenders right. and not the borrowers. So if you're still borrowing and not lending that means that I'm not doing everything that God has ordained for me as a believer to do. Because after all, as we said before, everything belongs to him. Right. And that's one thing that you cannot do. So so okay. that so so those are the three things that we did to help start the process is determining where you are, that's preparing that personal network statement, determining where you want to be, and that's setting some financial goals. Mm-hmm. And then determining how you're going to get there, and that's preparing a preliminary budget. And that's why I made the statement when we start all this that you are in control of your financial destiny. Nobody else can control your financial destiny but you. That's true. The ball and is always wanna, in your court. Um, clarify that I know we've been talking about you know, a million dollars and having all this this extra money. This is not for everybody, and we understand it, but this, these principles also work if you just want to live comfortably. If you just want to keep your job, have your bills paid on time, then this these same strategies and principles will work for you too. It's not just oh, about God. building wealth and, you know, exceeding somebody else's expectations or defining what that is for you, you determine, like you said, you're in control. So that means you're in control of whether you just want to live comfortably with under using your salary because you don't want to work a second job. This can help you not have to get a second job if you just determine, you know, look at where you are. And if you just really want to be comfortable and not have to get a second job, then these principles work for you too. And they also work if you want to, you know, accumulate, you know, millions of dollars or whatever. Of course, there's a lot more work depending on where you are today, but it can be done. And that is that is exactly right because uh, principles and laws are universal. Mm-hmm. They, they, they apply to 
to you, I don't care what race, nationality, denomination, religion, it, it, it doesn't matter. These same principles will apply to you, and that's why I put in there, you, you set your own financial goals. I can't set your financial goals for you. Now, I have financial goals. My goals are going to be different from yours because there are some certain things I expect based on God's promises. So mm-hmm. some of my goals are based on those things that God's promised me. But I do it from the standpoint of, okay, this is where I am now. And most of where we are, we didn't get there overnight. Right. <laughs> financially, most of us get there overnight. Even with the big financial fiasco that happened, you know, back beginning, back in really 2007, really just came to a head in 2008. And that's why I use that analogy about that zit sitting in the middle of your forehead. No, that, that, that zit has been stirring under your skin for the past few days. <laughs> and it just, and then you had the perfect conditions where it could arise today. Where that, that's what happened in our economy. At some point, when there is too much debt floating around out there, and everybody's leveraging debt, and all it takes is one cog in that debt wheel to jam up, and they cause it the whole machine to come to a screeching halt, and that's what happened. So, so that's that's a whole other topic within itself. I, I actually was teaching financial financial classes uh, before that even happened, and I have some students that were in my class that can verify and testify to the fact that a lot of what happened was actually predicted in that class, and and mm-hmm. some people actually. Uh, came and thanked me for the information <laughs> before it actually happened. Even had a neighbor was in the same predicament, just out there, you know, it, it was it was greed on both sides of the table. And if you rejected the knowledge that was going forth at that time and decided you're just going to go ahead and go headlong and upgrade your house and get this big house with this real low payment, then it was it was greed on your part and a lot of people paid for it. I know I know a lot of people probably disagree with what I'm saying, but okay. I can sit down and 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 look at the and like the numbers don't lie. You can try to make them lie, but numbers don't num, numbers don't lie. One plus one will always be two. Exactly. <laughs> not not two point one. Not two point zero 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 one. No, one plus one is two. I don't care how All you fight day long. it. All day long, so I don't care how creative you get with that, how creative you get with that equation by adding some other variables into that equation. When it's all said and done, that the result is always going to be two. Don't have, don't care how you get there. You can take the short route or the long route. And <laughs> some people chose to take the long route to make the numbers look differently. And uh-huh. as they say. The rest is history. So, 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 so right now, history is correcting itself, and hopefully, people won't um, go down those same uh, financial roads again to make those same mistakes to make sound financial decisions. Now, if, you, if you begin to make sound financial decisions, then you'll see the results very, very quickly. And I, and I, I want to say to I'm not. I mean, there, I know there are a lot of programs out there that you can listen to that deals with. Uh, finances and all that, but you know, I'm 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 quite sure they they give you different information, but you know, it all still one plus one is going to equal two, regardless who you listen to. So yes, I'm just sir. doing it from so I'm just I'm just giving you from based on my experiences, based on the theories that I've learned over the years, and also 
based on what I believe uh, the Spirit of God has instructed me to teach you at the at the present time. And then you have to be willing to do the right thing. And when I say doing the right thing, I mean W-R-I-T-E. You have to get into a position where you want to be willing to do some writing. <laughs> right, right, writing down your goals, writing, filling out that network statement. Whether you do it on a computer or with pen and paper, and I, and I personally prefer that people do it with pen and paper because it, I'm a firm believer there's something about you putting your hand physically writing on a piece of paper does something a whole, it, the effect is a whole lot stronger. It's almost like writing in a journal. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure most people, if they have a diary, they don't want to probably sit and, and type it, type on a diary. I think they want it to be a little more intimate and personal by using their own handwriting and putting that information in that diary. Right. Because at some point, they, because at some point they, they want to look back on it and, you know, and, and to to see the emotion of what was saying when when they were writing. Or the yeah, to see thing, where you were, and that's a good place for, um, you know, just so it can help you be inspired. Man, I used to be here, but look where I am today. So yes. it's like your own history paper um, yes, that you can, re- you know, go back and encourage yourself. Now, I want to say um, at this time, Michael, we only have a few more minutes, but we talked okay. about you um, them emailing you to get those forms, especially the net worth statement form. But we didn't give them the email address for those who haven't been listening regularly. Michael's the email, email address. address. The email address is gloryapp, the G-L-O-R-Y-A-P-P, as in Paul Paul, at AOL.com. That's gloryapp at AOL.com. And that is my preferred method of communication. I'm in email all day long. I'm an old Blackberry guy, so... <laughs> so, so I was, I was so, so email became my choice of communication. Uh, you know, you can text me. I'm not gonna do that because I want to slow my phone with. I'm not gonna give my phone number. <laughs> oh no, I never give my phone number out because I can't manage <laughs> calls that I have with the people that I know locally. So I, I never do that, and I never encourage that. But I do want people to understand that's not a commitment to, you know, use any certain. That's he's just offering that form to you. And if you have questions, then he certainly is available if you want to set up an appointment for um, that personal one-on-one, how do I do this, this is where I am. And like I said, Michael has already seen mine from some years ago, so he, he can he can take it. And it's usually not nearly as bad as you think it is, but at least you have somebody that can walk you through the process to get you from where you are today to where you want to be and help manage it for you. That's so that's the scary part. Can- we can help put you some scuba gear on, so he can breathe. So he can breathe temporarily <laughs> while you're underwater, and like that, then to get you get you to the top, get you to the yeah. top where you where you can breathe. And I'm and I'm a firm believer, like that. I'm I'm more of a of a, a practical and experiential teacher versus a theoretical teacher. So I a lot of times you hear me, I'm going to be interjecting some of my own personal things that I did to uh, to get to a point where you're completely solvent and. Right, and at least it, it, it begin to have you know that that positive network where you have way more assets than you do liabilities. So that's right. that's the, that's going to be goal of this teaching. Uh, we're going to take it a day at a time and uh, just begin to operate the principles and pray to God to, to show you how to get it done in your own personal life. And because He knows your situation a whole lot better than I do. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, so so he can help you chart that course. You know, well, Lord, show me what I need to do. Uh, do I need right. to get another job, or do I need to downsize my house, or do I need to downsize my car? Do I need to start yeah. carpooling? I mean, it's, it's so many ways. Do I need to uh, take my three children out of uh, daycare and become a stay-at-home mom? Which is, and so it's, it's just a whole lot of things that can be done to work work with your financial situation. And I wouldn't dare tell you exactly what to do because I don't know what your situation is. So Right. You just share options. You help them um, look at different options that they may not have thought of. And the beauty of this whole conversation and this whole series that we're doing on um, the economy of your own home is that these are tried and true principles, number one. They're spiritual principles. Number two, Michael has done this. He's already stated several times during this conversation how broke he was. He's telling you he was broke. And um, we never shared Michael's words, but Michael has it going on. He has... I mean, he is very successful in, in what he does, and he manages his money very well. He's a great steward of what God has allowed him to possess here on this earth rim. So he knows this stuff works, and, and if you just do what he did, then it'll work for you too. But it was a sacrifice, and he had to be disciplined, and he had to face the ugly song at first to get to the beautiful melody that he now sings. Yes, indeed. So I'm sticking with him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to come back and meet him too myself and get this stuff in order because it's a, it's out there. It is it is it so is. out there. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to be under the water you know, trying to hang on to every little piece of oxygen that you got because you, you're about to drown. Let yes. Michael help you. Let somebody help you. Don't continue to live like you've been living. It's, just, it's too stressful, and then you got another medical bill because you're stressful, and then it's taken away from you already had. So please let somebody help you. <laughs> and I recommend and we Michael. Are here to help. Exactly. Yes, we are. And, and, and we are here to help. That is That is one of our main goals. And yes. to help you get to where you need to be, and and trust me, in a lot of cases, it doesn't take a whole lot of it doesn't take a long time at all. It just once you have to renew that mind, you have to renovate that mind. What we've been talking about since the beginning of the uh, beginning of the new year. Once you begin to renew your mind concerning your financial situation, then you'll see results happen very quickly. And uh, I just challenge you to uh, don't wall in it. You know, time to get out. Walk towards freedom. You have been emancipated <laughs> through the blood of <laughs> Help Jesus. Is don't, don't go back Help is here. Yeah. Help is here. You don't have to do it by yourself. You don't have to do it by yourself. That's the beauty of it. And if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Do it for your do grandchildren for your so they don't have to live like you lived, you know, struggling, struggling. So that, that's, that's what I wanted to make sure that we got out there. And, and you know, look back at um, Proverbs 24, um, verse 3 and 4, whether you do the new uh, international version or you, you do the living word or you do King James, you should ask yeah. for wisdom and knowledge and understanding and apply those in your life and every area. And so I'm excited about this new series that we're doing. I know a ton of people will be helped if they just do the work. We certainly hope so. So we're going to get it out there. We'll be uh, publicizing the show a whole lot more about this segment and uh, tell yeah, some other people about it. Coming out. We may even do a workshop, a real workshop here in Memphis or, you know, some other places. We may do a little traveling if you invite us out to your city. And Michael and I will come and host um, Tuesdays with Michael Farmer there. We can host these financial workshops there. 
Um, I mean, he's available to travel, and I can travel, or he can come by himself if my schedule doesn't allow. But please don't just listen to this radio show every Tuesday, day in and day out. <laughs> Do an action step. Do an action step. Make something happen. Mike, you had any closing words? No, that is it. I have planned enough for them to go on until next week, uh, probably for next year, really. Uh, yeah. But look forward to uh, you tuning back in and, and, and tell somebody else. Let somebody else know about what's going on. Because everybody can always use a little bit of financial advice. Exactly. And if they can, then they know somebody that can. So let's just keep this um, domino set going because when we help somebody, we ultimately help the entire world to be better. Yes, so thank you guys so much for listening to Loretta McNary presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. And um, you all have a, a brilliant day today. Do something positive, make it happen, and take an action step. Don't just write it down, but make something happen towards your goal today. And we will talk to you on next Tuesday. Enjoy. Bye bye. Bye bye.